0: Hey, hey, hey. So, I am actually doing another live today. This is going to be touching on the same topic that I spoke about yesterday because so many people do not understand the importance of, I guess, women. We are very under-muscled and there he is. Hello, and something that Aram spoke about on the last podcast that I did and something that he talks about a lot is that women don't actually put enough priority and focus on training to build muscle and training for strength. But in that sense, yes, you need to actually get rid of, I should say, shave off the body fat and go hard in that direction but you can only do it for so long before your body adapts and you need to come out of that and then actually be willing to build some muscle but muscle comes with weight eating more food comes with weight and women are so scared of eating more food of the scale fluctuating a little bit so take it away
1: there's a lot um first thank you for having me on your you're one of the top people out here in the world. So I just, I I adore everything you do. And I think people really need to understand that um, there are people who truly care about them and they need to be able to source their information properly. And we, you, me, there's, there's obviously a handful of us out there that are doing a lot of work to package this information in a way that makes it easily understandable for folks. But I think the magic bullet theory about nutrition and fitness being a one dimensional thing is not true so when it comes to something like strength training uh, you know people are always kind of looking for that one what's that one thing that I'm missing that's holding me back from my results is it you know is it high reps low weight is it high weight low reps is it 10 to 12 reps is it squats to build my glutes but is it hip thrust and we as nerds sit here and argue amongst each other about it, but then the average public, normal people, are watching us do this stuff on social media, so they don't know what to believe. And the reality is, is there's no one way to do it. Um, I have my opinions on deadlifts that you may not agree with, and you have your opinions on chest presses that I may not agree with. But that doesn't mean that either one of it is, either one of those things is wrong. It just means that. What I've seen work with people works. What I've seen not work with people doesn't work. So science and anecdotal evidence don't always meet at the same place. And it really is up to the individual to be crystal clear about what the fuck it is that they want to do. And a lot of people aren't very clear about what they want. Like I had a consult call today with a woman and she said, I want to lose weight. Um, at five three, one hundred and twenty nine 129 pounds, in my opinion, I don't think there's a lot of weight to lose. So is it a weight problem? Is it a fat body fat problem? Or is it that you're under muscled and you don't like how you look in and out of clothes? Nine out of 10 times, most people just want to change their body composition. Unless you're somebody who's got 50 or 60 or 70 pounds to lose. That clearly is a body fat issue, but then it also can still be some under-muscling going on. But by and large, especially for the female population, it's probably just, hey, instead of just focusing on, I want to get down to 124 or 123, that's what's going to make me happy. How about if I told you, hey, you can look amazing and feel the best you've ever felt at 135, would you not take that? And I think most people probably would. And, it's not, and then it becomes an issue. It's not the number that you're married to. It's a look and a feel. It's an aesthetic. It's a physique. And that physique doesn't get built without strength training. It's just, I don't care how you slice it. And you have a lot of followers. I have a lot of followers. We both have female followers. I always tell everybody, go through the people that follow me because you can go and click on it and see and look at any person that lifts weights that's female. And tell me that they look bulky. Tell me that they look masculine. Tell me that that's not the body that you want. And instead of believing me, go directly to the horse's mouth and ask them how they did it. If you don't believe me or they don't believe you, go and talk to somebody who's currently living it and doing it and ask them how they did it. And I guarantee you they will tell you they eat in excess of 2,000 calories and they lift fucking heavy weights four to five to six days a week. And that's Really, and they do it for years. And it's not because they did it for two or three months that it worked. It's because they started two or three or four years ago and they never stopped. And that's why people don't succeed, is because they start doing something for a few weeks or a few months and it doesn't produce the desired effect. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, you know what? Fuck it. This didn't work. I'm done with it. I'm going to go back to starving myself and doing cardio because that gives me an acute sensation of being smaller and fitting into my clothes. Well, you're going to have to get uncomfortable and be, you you know, and probably not fit into some of your older clothes. You know, if you're a woman who is, I don't know, let's call it a size four and you start building an ass and start building legs and start building lats and start building all these muscles, your clothes at size four will not fit anymore. Uh, is it possible to lose weight and gain muscle at the same time? Kind of one of those it depends questions. I'll let you take that one.
0: So for that, it, it really depends where you're starting at. If some something that I realize is that a lot of people aren't actually training hard enough. They aren't training intense enough. They aren't following a structured training program. So when you actually start on a structured program, start training heavier and change the way that you have been training the last whatever years of your life, months of your life and get, I wouldn't say go like really low calorie. I would say just be a little bit under your maintenance range, eat plentiful protein, eat enough carbs, enough carbs and you will actually see body composition changes like crazy. But the, but the thing is when I say like crazy, I mean, in the span of a few weeks and a few months, it's not something that you're going to see in a week, see in two weeks. You need to give yourself time. and, (laughs) "Ah, And the other thing to keep in mind as well is when you decide that you want to either lose fat or you want to gain muscle, it's not a weight on the scale. I'm going to repeat that one more time the more that you stay married to a weight on the scale, the more that you are chaining yourself to a chair, that is going to be harder and harder to move because I was there. And it's like Aram says this over and over again, but it is hard taking it from a male. But let me tell you, I lift crazy ass weights and I lift heavy and I am not bulky. Like you can you can literally see that when I'm training, yeah, I may look like I have dense muscle but in day-to-day life I I look like just that toned physique that most people want to look like but it's not from doing excessive cardio I don't even do cardio at the moment I just walk I get steps but I train intense and I make every rep count and something else to keep in mind on the bulk, the gaining muscle losing fat is you don't need to do bulking phases and cutting phases. You just need to eat enough to build because it is really hard to go falking. I saw, I saw like this post from Lane ages ago on the fact that people live in between let's just slash all the calories and do stupid ass deficits or let's fall. Like people are too scared to just eat enough to build. It's like, that's why, that is why people actually gain too much fat. And then they freak out about the scale because they try to stay too lean. They try to keep uh, like their, their end result of a fat loss phase, which you can't, you can't keep that same body weight. So then they go on massive binges. They do this stupid ass stuff, which is why they end up saying, Oh, this doesn't work for me. I need to go back into a cut. Like that's pretty much what I'd say about
1: that yeah when it comes to the simultaneous recomposition of building muscle mass while burning fat you have kind of a you've kind of a couple times within your life or within your lifting career where that will probably occur uh, and it typically happens as soon as you start lifting weights with any level of precision and any level of understanding at first and that could last a year two years three years who really knows and then it can happen again at some point down the line, if you've stopped for a while and then restart, or if you start to really become intentional with the types of exercise that you're doing, not all reps are created equal, just like not all calories are created equal. Um, You know, when it comes to intensity, it's not just sweat equity is not intensity. Intensity means I'm feeling it where I'm supposed to feel it. There's an intent behind what I'm doing and you don't have to be a, tactician when it comes to my muscle connection
0: because
1: but you have to at least understand like what is your purpose for walking into the gym like pick the amount of days per week you can realistically train and you know whatever that number is whether that's 3 days a week I know I can commit to it great if it's 4 days a week great most people I work with are doing probably 3 or 4 days a week some of my more i would say higher level people are probably doing 5 or 6 days a week But understand that more is not better. Um, And also understand that at some point there's going to be a level of diminishing marginal returns. Like I go to a bodybuilding gym here in San Diego and I did legs in 35 minutes the other day. And I watched the same two guys on the belt squat machine for the entire time I was there. I did four leg exercises at three sets a piece. I'm sore as shit today. Not that that's the indication of a good workout, but it was obviously a new stimulus that I haven't felt in a while. And I was able to be productive in 35 minutes because I know what I'm doing and I don't waste my time. Whereas I'm watching these two jamokes go for literally 35 minutes doing the same exercise over and over and over. And just, and that's what people believe is better. Now, if if you're eating 5,000 calories a day, and you're on 500 milligrams of Tren or testosterone or whatever else, yeah, maybe that makes sense. Maybe a two-hour gym session six days a week will be very good for you because you have the drugs in your system and the food in your system to back it up. But if you're an average person and you're going to the gym three times a week, you better be very, very specific about what the fuck it is that you're doing in there or else you're going to be wasting that very precious time that you already don't have that you can barely commit to And you're going to be doing all these exercises that you think are beneficial and swapping program, program to program every few weeks, as opposed to three days a week, I'm going to pick either push, pull legs, your full body. I'm going to work on all these big movements that I know I need to work on. And I'm going to hammer it for six months and get real good at it. And if I'm not seeing any progress and progress doesn't mean my body's going to immediately change. Progress means am I moving better with less pain or no pain? Am I moving better in general? Am I lifting heavier than I did before? Am I ad- am I able to move a little bit quicker and not take as much rest if I don't need it because I'm now cardiovascularly built up some threshold? So there's other ways to measure progress aside from just, holy shit, my bicep finally grew or my quad finally came in. Like most average people are not thinking about those nuances, they're just trying to look at am I physically better than I was before you have to crawl before you walk before you run, and that's there's no better place in the gym for that.
0: I will say that what you just said is probably a step up from what a lot of other people think about, which is how many calories did I burn, how much sweat did I just create how How smashed do I feel like if you're thinking that, then trying to focus on your physique is probably a step up, but actually zooming out and realizing that once you have something that empowers you in the gym and focus on getting stronger and all the other stuff that comes with it, you will actually not even need as much motivation to get there because you fall in love with the results. But I do want to bring back to the fact that fat loss and weight loss are two different things because you may not see the scale move if your goal is body recon. And but you have to get to a point, you will get to a point like I am, for example, I really wanted to bring me into this. So Aram kind of ex- like harps this home as well. It gets uncomfortable. I've been doing this for years and I still can get really uncomfortable pushing my food closer to 3000 calories and anyone pushing their food to the higher end of whatever they need to, to build muscle and get like to actually make some meaningful muscle growth. It does get really freaking uncomfortable and I get moments, I honestly, I will say this because I even want my clients to hear this. I honestly also get really uncomfortable in my stomach sometimes when I feel like, especially when I haven't had a good night's sleep, especially when I'm not digested, that I can easily start to doubt, oh my God, should I cut my carbs? Oh my God, I'm, I'm scared to actually do the carb increase I need to do. I can still get those thoughts. But if I don't push into that discomfort, if I don't allow the discomfort to just like actually play out, I am never going to see meaningful progress in what I'm aiming to do, which is to grow my glutes. I actually want to grow my glutes and I want to make a physique I am proud of when I do another fat loss phase. And I can't just say I'm going to push my calories high for three weeks and then bail because I feel fluffy or bail because... My stomach is uncomfortable. Or bail because I feel so fat in my training clothes today. Like it is normal. We are humans, especially women on their periods. You can feel a lot more fluffier. You can feel a lot more water watery. You can feel freaking hungry and wonder what the hell is going on. But it's it's a it's You need to trust your body as well and you need to actually go through that discomfort because I'm telling you, it is uncomfortable sometimes. It really is in a society where we are conditioned to eat as little as possible and I wanted to hop that home because Aaron Aaron sees me all the time doing what I do as well and it really is the only way to break out of, I guess, that stuck and more isn't always better. I just want to bring back to that point as well, because I kind of got caught up into the fact that I need to be at the gym five days a week. But I realized that that fifth day I was half-assing everything where that time would have been better spent just getting my steps in recovering because my other four days are a hell of a lot more intense now.
1: Yeah. And if you think about, I think when we're talking to layman people and we're talking about people that are, let's let's call them intermediates or below. I don't think this discussion is really going to apply now to people who are advanced, but let's just take average people, intermediate to below that novice level. The only way that your body will create a meaningful change is if it has enough stress imposed on it. And what we have to think about what a stress is, a stress can be a muscular stress by way of strength training, and that can be with progressive overload or slower tempo or drop sets or tri-sets. So there's a million ways to intensify exercise. Uh, stress is also either an excess of calories or a deficit of calories. Those are stressful to the physiology. One stressor will produce some type of meaningful growth. One type of stressor will produce some type of loss of either muscle tissue and or fat and or water. So you don't really understand if you're losing weight or gaining weight, where it's coming from. It's much easier to understand, am I getting weaker or stronger? Uh, Do I have more or less energy? Uh, Do I have more or less hunger? Like when you're growing or trying to grow, you're not fucking hungry ever. You're just constantly eating all the time. Um, And it does end up being uncomfortable because you have to eat more often and higher volume meals. And it's – your stomach just never, ever feels empty. Like the emptiest you'll feel is in the morning when you wake up and it's great. And that's where everybody's like, Oh shit, everything I've been working for is kind of looking like it's peeking through in the sunlight here as I look in the mirror. But then by the third meal of the day, you're like, fuck, I'm fat again. This sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. But that's, that's where the rubber meets the road and you have to be able to plow through and keep moving forward the same way that it would be in a deficit if you were trying to lose fat hey, shit, I'm hungry. Oh, my God, I haven't been able to eat or my food volume is so much lower or I have no energy in the gym or my sleep is now getting affected by it. Well, that's what you signed up for. You signed up to lose fat. To lose fat, you have to be uncomfortable and in a deficit. So I think it's understanding that don't sign up for these things if you're not ready for what it's going to actually look like. And I think the reality is, is most people don't really get what level of discomfort they're going to have to engage in. So for the advanced people, they get it. They understand it. They may bitch about it and they may not want to do it, but at least they're aware of what's going to have to happen. Whereas Susie housewife, who's got three or four kids and is 48 years old and has not worked out significantly since she was 20, I just want to lose this and is grabbing onto her fat or is I want to lose this and is grabbing onto a tricep fold like it's just not going to happen that you're going to have to go to the gym 3 or 4 days a week with some level of meaning and intent you're going to have to specifically eat a certain type of way with a certain amount of calories and certain types of foods to make you feel your best and every time you make the decision to have the margaritas with the girls and every time you decide to take all your kids snacks and 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 desserts at night into your mouth that's going to set you back further so don't expect it to be a 3 or 4 month commitment Expect it to be this is going to be the rest of my life now i'm, I'm gonna forget about what time it's gonna take
0: i do want to touch on that thing as well it it's not that hard for that whole year this is the thing it's the fact that you need to commit for at least a year it's actually so much easier than you realize you don't have to make all the sacrifices he said all of the time but uh-huh. that's the unrealistic expectation that we put on ourselves because we think we need to be in those phases every single day every single week of the year it is that uncomfortable and you will have to make those sacrifices in your fat loss phases and that's why you do not fat loss phase for life because you want to actually be able to have the mental strength to do those fat loss phases you want to be able to say no to be able to easily make your trade-offs because you know it's not going to last that long so stop going into it thinking that it's going to be 16 weeks When's it going to end? When's the next cheat meal that like <laughs> if you're going in with the premise that there's going to be cheat meals, you're you've already lost the game because there's never cheat meals. Your life is supposed to be a lifestyle. You go into fat loss phases when you want to get rid of the fat, you make trade-offs, you make sacrifices and then you come out and then you live at maintenance. You live in a place that is sustainable for a longer period of time you reinvigorate your social life and the part that he is so good at harping home is your dream body has a lot more muscle than you think which means your dream body is not the goal weight that you had when you initially started but when you start this is the other thing that a lot of people don't realize is that you are allowed to shift your goal posts because usually when we start a fitness journey We have no idea what it entails. We have no idea how our body's going to respond. So we actually need to be okay with shifting our goalposts. When we start and we realize what it's going to take, when we realize or even fall in love with strength training, okay, maybe you need to actually reconsider your goal weight or maybe just get rid of the scale completely because the scale is skewing up with your mind and actually focus on the look that you want to get, which I – I'm a big proponent of fuck the scales, like stop using it. You can have the best relationship with a scale and still get up on your high horse because it's up one day. And you clearly know why, which is probably because you ate later than usual or your digestion shit or it's not fat, but you still let that dictate your day. Like you can have the most logic reasoning and still be so emotionally attached to that scale. So just fuck it off and just use the mirror. Use how you feel and be okay with shifting your focus throughout the journey.
1: Yeah, I mean, and even and even I think we use terms like deficit, maintenance, growth, you know, surplus. If you if you bring it to a very human context and a very human level, your average person is living such a chaotic life that they can't even fathom any of these types of concepts. They think When I eat McDonald's, I get fat. When I eat salads, I get skinny. Uh, If I work out, I get skinny. If I don't work out, I get fat. These are all these very gross oversimplifications of some very, very complex physiological effects. But if if you dumb it down to the most base level of understanding is, if I don't like where I'm at currently and I want to lose weight, Okay, well, start to make some evaluations on where you're at now and what you're doing. How much am I eating? Which means I'm going to have to track my food for a little while. And what am I doing as far as exercise? If what I'm doing as far as exercise isn't serving me, I have to either amplify my understanding of what I'm doing or amplify my intensity. If what I'm doing from a food perspective isn't working for me, then I'm going to have to either eat more or eat less or eat differently. And differently means probably better quality. Most of the time when I get people, and most of my clients are female between the ages of 30 and 50, most of those women, I would say probably 98% of them, are not eating nearly enough calories to support what they're trying to achieve or what they're doing inside of a gym. So That means that you're going to have to spend some time rebuilding that metabolic function. And If you've been in a chronic dieting phase or you have erratically... Eaten, lost weight, gained weight five, six, seven, eight, nine times in your life. Forget about weight loss. Just stop thinking about it. You're not going at at a at an erratic eating level of 1,200 calories or a thousand calories when you're 190 pounds as a female. Weight loss is off your radar, sweetheart. I'm sorry, it just is. You're not going to lose weight because you're not going to be able to eat less than a thousand calories sustainably for the next six months, which is probably what it would take for you to lose weight. So you're going to have to recalibrate your relationship with this process, which means spend the next year getting strong. Spend the next year thinking about how your clothes fit and how your energy levels are and what your relationship with food is and fall in love with the process of going to the gym, building strength, being more purposeful, eating higher quality foods that improve your digestion and your mood and maybe after a year of doing that, you can start to explore things like the scientific reason behind a surplus or behind a deficit. Because science doesn't apply to somebody like that anymore; it just doesn't. Their physiology is not responsive enough for them to lose weight safely. And all of these diets that exist that are hyper low or hypocaloric, they're dangerous and they're not sustainable. And at some point, you're going to get sick of it. You're going to get Decision fatigue or activity fatigue and you're going to throw your hands up and say fuck it like you did the last 15 times and then the cycle will continue over and over and over again until you finally decide from this moment on I'm not going to worry about this little digital scale other than the one that's on my countertop and I'm going to focus all my effort into being the strongest and most capable female that I can be and then down the line maybe three or four or five years from now, when I finally become proficient in all this stuff and I'm comfortable with carbs and I'm comfortable with food and I have muscle mass and strength that I've never had before, then maybe I'll start to think about losing fat. But until then, I'm sorry, you're fighting an uphill battle that you're going to never win.
0: Honestly, it's so true. Like there are so many people that just fall off the radar, fall Hmm. off track. Like there is no track. It's a lifestyle, but they always fall off this track. They always lose motivation, and I'm seeing it more often than ever. People saying I lost motivation. There's no such thing as motivation. There really isn't.
1: I'm not motivated. You were way motivated, way more motivated than I am. You like, for, like when I look at what you do, and I'm like, fuck, I wish I worked out as hard as or as much as Ruby did. I wish I ate as disciplined or as well as she did. Because I just, I just don't give a fuck enough about it. I just don't like, that's, that's what people don't want to ever admit to themselves is that if I wanted to look like a bodybuilder, I know how much work it takes. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it because I want to eat ice cream sandwiches and I want to get fucked up once a month. And I want to eat Jersey Mike's and have sandwiches and pizza three or four times a month. Those people that look like that don't do that stuff. And they work out five, six days a week. And all their leisure is wrapped up in their aesthetics. If that's the life you want to live, cool, good luck. But if you want to be a normal human being, you're going to have to deal with normal human being outcomes, which is probably not shredded and ripped like the magazine covers that you keep obsessing over. Yeah. Like that's it.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, that's the thing you need to be realistic with your expectations as well. Like what are you willing to do? Like with me, I show up regardless of how I feel four days a week. I train four days a week and I make sure I get my steps in. Sometimes it is hard to get my steps in, but a lot of the time it is so easy because I work and walk. I have a treadmill desk, which is what I'm pretty much standing on right now because I just prefer standing. It's, it's a lifestyle that you can merge into with the right mindset, but if you come into it with the wrong mindset – you aren't going to be motivated. You're never going to be motivated. And if you keep saying, I want to look like this again or I want to look like this again, that's too external for you to ever have any motivation. Motivation does not exist. I don't have motivation. I just do. When you said that, I didn't even realize that I was. Like, that's the thing. I just do. Yeah. And I've just been doing these last, like, it. you need to get really clear on the fact that For example, my training makes me feel better because I know that I'm working on myself. When I neglect myself, I feel like shit. And then I exude that energy of shit. I'll probably be a shitter coach. I'll probably be a shitter friend. I'll be shitter in all areas. And I probably won't even show up to the world the way that I do. Your fitness, looking after your health, looking after your body, makes you that much more confident. It makes you show up. Confidence doesn't just... Confidence doesn't come from a body you get. Body image, good body image, doesn't come from a good body. Because I had periods in the past where I would look back and say, holy shit, that was a good body. I didn't feel it then because it's a state of mind. Body image comes from, I. It's, it was also because I didn't feel in control of what I was doing. I felt like it was controlling me. When you feel like you are in control of your life, when you actually do what you said you're going to do, when you are doing things in a with the person that you want to become, you don't need motivation because you're doing the thing. And it's taken me that long to get to that point where it's just like, I didn't, I didn't even realize that. It's just that I prefer eating this way because it makes me feel good. And it's like, I call it, I call it an insurance policy because, for example, next week I'm going away for two days. I'm not going to give a shit what I eat. I'm just going to eat pretty much in line with what I usually do most of the time. Probably enjoy some ice cream. I don't even like ice cream. Probably probably have more cereal than usual. Probably, I don't even know what I'll have. I'll probably have some Mexican because I freaking love Mexican. Like, I don't give a shit. It's two days out of whatever I usually do. Like, that's the thing. You create an insurance policy for that stuff. And you actually taste, change your taste buds. I used to be obsessed with ice cream. Now I really just prefer not having ice cream. But I do love my cereal. I love my cereal. But it's... It's about asking yourself, how is this going to make me feel? And something even for Easter, because Easter's coming up. It's like, how do I want to feel when I wake up tomorrow? Do I want to have a really shitty gut? Something that uh, someone else mentioned to me when they went overboard—not a client, but they're like, and I don't want to. I don't want to be like gross, but wow, my gas stinks. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like. You, it, there are so many different things that you can think about what you don't want in your, like, in your feels the next day that can help you shape the actions that you take. Because if you take it the way that Aram, that sounded so funny, if you absorb this, if you absorb this the way that Aram said it, It's a lifestyle, meaning there is no cheat meal. There is no let's just, like, enjoy all the Easter chocolate today because you can have chocolate every day if you fit it into your plan and you realize that you can probably have four chocolates when you're in maintenance. But if you're in fat loss, you can still have chocolate, but you might only be able to have what? Or if you're not able to moderate, you might have to just not have chocolate for that period of time, depending if that's going to then turn into a binge. You need to figure out what your personality type is. And I guess the biggest thing out of all of this is be willing to do this for more than freaking 14 weeks, more than 16 weeks, more than 20 weeks, if you want to make it something that's easy. Because it can be easy if you stop wanting to get results yesterday. You can sum that
1: up. (laughs) It doesn't get said any better than that. It's remove the timeline expectation from it. And uh, and just do the work and just y- y- are you, do you like people work to be whatever how old they are I think in America it's sixty five to retire but when you're thirty you're not thinking about being sixty five you just work you go to work you make money and you pay for the shit you want to pay for you're not thinking about like when is my career going to end or when am I going to stop working because that doesn't even feel like it's in sight but everybody always has this magical end date when it comes to a physique transformation or a body transformation, whatever the case may be, and everything is promised in such a short period of time, just stop worrying about it and just just do what you're you're supposed to. You were put on this earth with one body. And if you're starting late in the game and you've accumulated a bunch of weight because you've neglected yourself, then just understand you're gonna have a much tougher battle than somebody who's been paying attention to, to it since they were 25. Right. If, if I've started working out when I was 15, I was lucky. I enjoyed it, and I fell in love with it, and, I, and now I'm here. If I was 40 and I started this process, uh, sorry, who who knows? Maybe I would not have liked it as much, and maybe I would have never really taken it up. So I don't know. And that's the, that's the thing is if if you're if you're making the decision now, later on in life to start now, stop worrying about how long it's going to take. You've lived 20 years without it. You've accumulated the amount of weight so if you have to put on another 10 pounds to lose 40 who gives a fuck like what does it really matter it's it's like a fly that lands on a dumbbell it's not going to make it that much heavier you won't even feel it if you're if you weigh 200 pounds as a five foot two female and i ask you to reverse diet to build up your metabolic threshold and you put on 10 pounds but then later on in life we'll be able to drop 30 you're welcome you just gave me a 100 bucks and i gave you a thousand dollars back
0: I love that. I actually really love that end bit. I'm going to read out something well actually not really read I'm going to just twist it. It's almost like we we want to have all this confidence, we want to have all this attention but we don't give enough attention to ourselves to be able to prioritize ourselves for this stuff and I guess actually I will read this one out don't talk about muscle growth unless you're also willing to discuss the possibility of eating more and getting uncomfortable but the thing is Fat loss is still a phase and just because we're telling you to eat more and just because we're telling you that it's time to focus away from fat loss, it doesn't mean that the show is over. It doesn't mean that you failed and it doesn't mean that fat loss can't be a goal in the near, like in the near future. It's just that you need to give enough time going through those phases. But I love everything else Aram said, so I'm not even going to sum up that part. You can just re-listen to the last 10 minutes of this and you'll get so much gold just from that.
1: Sorry. Melissa, well, I mean, you, and, you and I are always people that just never stop thinking about this stuff. It gets to the point now where I, uh, I, I don't know what, what else I could say do try to evoke to get people to understand this stuff. And at the end of the day, we, we we very rarely have to talk about the science nuance of this stuff, because if you can't grasp the psychology of this, then you don't need to worry about the science of it because until this stuff, changes your body won't change
0: yeah that's that's the truest thing ever said and i will actually say back in 2016 back in 2017 i was spitting out science like no tomorrow but that shit doesn't matter because a lot of people don't can't grasp the mindset behind it all and no one really cares honestly about the science of it all when it's It's a mindset game. Yeah. Yeah. So I will close this off here and I'm going to add this to the transformation subject of my lives. So you can go in there and listen to it again. And thank you. I always love talking about body transformation with you.
1: I appreciate you. Listen, you keep doing the work you're doing because people are going to finally hear it at some point.
0: Yeah, you too. But he says it so bluntly. Like, honestly, if you check his page, if you check my page, we keep shit simple. We make it so you can absorb it and apply it. And we show you, in the most simple terms, how to actually get the body you want if you're patient enough and if you're willing to actually just. Just make a small change. Just make a small change because then that multiplies itself.
1: Yes. Thanks, Ruth. Bye. I'll see you.